Hey, it's episode 136 of Griff's Brain Dove. It's me, Griff, obviously. Um, listen how vibrant I am because I'm recording the pod in its original settings. In the car, Sunday morning, showered, up, ready to go. This is how the pod's meant to be. This is my element. So it's going to be a good one. I can feel it. Even though I have nothing to talk about, I know... This is going to be a good pod. It's going to be full of energy. It's going to be good. Right. So it's Sunday morning. Um, why am I up so early? It's it's 10 to 10 and I'm out, showered in the car, heading out. This is why. Because Naomi has got the girls coming round because they're getting the dresses all seen to by the seamstress. Hey, The seamstress is round. And um, so I had to leave. Because not only the bridesmaids' dresses, I've seen the bridesmaids' dresses. I had some kind of opinion on it. There's one of those where she's picked it. She, you know that's what she's got a heart set on. And for whatever reason, she wants you involved in the process, but she doesn't actually want you involved. Here's the bridesmaids' dresses. What do you think of them? Um, yeah, they're nice, babe. Do you like them? Um, yeah. Okay, right. And then they start just talking. Yeah, because I like us this colour. And go to the colour scheme. Da, da, da. And then this girl, it'll suit her. It suits them. I think it'll suit all the girls in their different body shapes. I'm like, ah, uh, okay. Now imagine if I said, I, I don't care. What? Are you even bothered about us getting married? So, what? How's this How's this happened? How we got here? No, I just don't. It's just not my opinion. It's your friends, your dress. You you just deal with that, right? See, where the other way around when he's picking the groomsmen's suits and stuff. Yeah, I'll just leave that to you, Darren, because that's for you to do. Here's the suit I'm picking. Can I have a look at it? Why? I just want to see it. No, you don't. You want to sign it off. <laughs> you want to approve it. Hmm. That colour. Hmm. Is that not a bit... Hmm. not sure if I like that. Hmm. <laughs> But no, so the girls come around and a big dress is there. The bride's dress is there in the flat. So, um, but they both turn up early. I said, I've got to leave at 10. That's what I was told. And then 9.52, knock on the door. Oh, oh shit, seamstress is here. I've, I mistakenly thought she had the dress. No, she didn't. Uh, and then, do, do, do. a friend's there with the dress. I'm like, okay, cool. So I had to kind of walk out the flat backwards, making sure not to look or catch a glimpse. I was just because sometimes you know that like your brain can work too quickly. I, I'll just see like a corner of the dress and then be like, bang, I can kind of visualize what it's gonna look like now. So I didn't want to see any part of it. So yeah, so it's good. But it's weird though being that close to it. That's nice no, a lot, I've been closer to it. The dress was in our living room for about two days earlier in the year. Just covered. <laughs> And I thought, do you know what? I'm not even going to disturb that. I don't want to work out what shape that is, whether that's the bag. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. So I'm out of the house. I'm in, in the car. I've got to meet the best man, my my best friend and the best man for lunch today. And then we're going to shop for shirts. What spurs Arsenal? I don't know why, because it's going to be fucking horrible. I feel like Arsenal going to win, man. Heard it here. Actually, you'll, you'll listen to this after the result. My, my prediction is... Yeah, it's going to be like... Three, I feel like it's going to be like 3-0, you know. I feel like it's going to be really bad. 
Really, really bad. Ah, God. We're just not in the best of form. Just not in the best of form. And um, our, our league form is actually dreadful. Now, like, for the first two years, like, Potts was there. And you did that weird thing. Like, if you did the league from January to December, Spurs would have won the league for the past two years. And, like, we, got, and we had, like, the most cumulative points if you, like, combined the three seasons together. Because, like, a different team just ran away with it one year. It'd be, like, Leicester one year, Chelsea the next, City the next. If you combine all of our points together, Spurs would have the most points. Cool. Cute stats. But if you look at our league form, right, for the past... Well, let, let's find it. So, yeah. Someone sent me this thing. So, here you go. This is from Burnley last year. I think that was around March. March time, okay? Tottenham lost to Burnley, lost to Chelsea, drew to Arsenal, lost to Southampton, lost to Liverpool, beat Palace, beat Huddersfield, lost to City, beat Brighton, lost to West Ham, lost to Bournemouth, then drew against Everton, beat Aston Villa at the start of this season, drew against City, lost to Newcastle. Uh, the caption is, Tottenham's Premier League form would make a great packet of Starburst. <laughs> there are a lot of reds there. So, I don't I think we just need to close this transfer window. Whose fucking idea was that, though? To close the transfer window in England before the rest of Europe? That's dumb. That's like going, all right, we're going to do 12 rounds of boxing, but I'm going to stop in round nine and I'm going to take my gloves off. I'm still going to be in the ring and you can still punch me, but I'm not going to punch you from round nine onwards. So, um, yeah, okay. This seems like a good idea. Stupid. See, should we? Is it be everyone's transfer window shuts, or, well, no one's. But you can't have one country shut theirs and the others keep theirs open. But uh, that's football, isn't it? Oh, Barry. What about Barry? Barry gone. They disappeared. Barry no longer exists. Sh- um, am I sad about it? no? I mean, as a pure football fan. Yeah, you don't want clubs to be ending. But um, as a guy who's worked in finance and financial mismanagement, uh, yeah, you've got to live within your means. Debt is a fantastic tool if you know how to use it and you're confident you can actually repay. But debt shouldn't be used because you have no money. Okay, that's what people need to learn. You shouldn't be taking out debt for anything, if it's just because you can't afford it and you won't ever be able to afford it. You should be taking up debt because you need that front-loaded finance and need to repay it over time. But Barry were buying players that they couldn't pay and not paying, then, yeah, you can't have players not pay them. It's just, oh, it's just shocking. So, um, I don't know how many of these clubs actually run properly. Just got a fucking uh, rich owner. Talk about rich owners. Man City. I've finally watched the Man City documentary on Amazon Prime. If you haven't watched that, I suggest you watch that. All or nothing. Tell you what, Pep Guardiola is an intense man. Um, he's made me... I, I, I tend to get influenced quite a lot by things I see on, on TV and film. Even in my adult age. 
if I finish watching Avengers, I will start, you know, balling my fist up, thinking maybe I can fly. Maybe I've got super strength, but I, I haven't. Uh, when I watch Pep's intensity, I'm like, I want to bring that intensity to my life. <laughs> I'll just start stamping around and screaming and telling people to shut up. And have that intensity in, in meetings at work. Start jumping up and down in the boardroom and stuff. It'd be great. Um, what else happened sporting-wise this week? Anything of note? Nothing of note sporting-wise. Um, my week, though. What else have I done this week? Um, just been chasing, chasing my groomsmen for fucking shoes. Just need them to buy the shoes, man. There's two of them. Not mentioning any names. But I will say this on the pod. When you say in the groomsmen group, guys, here's the shoes to get. Get them. And within four, maybe not even four hours. Right. Within an hour, two of them have sent their order confirmation. Yeah, just got them. Just ordered them. Simple enough. Yeah, next one goes, sorry I was out, didn't look at the message, yep, I'll order it right now, there you go, ordered, that's up four hours, done, boom. Um, and then one of them, it's fair enough, it's gone, can you order it, and I'll give you the money, right, fair enough, that's the case, because I'm going to see them. So pretty soon, so I was like, alright, fine, yeah, I'll just bring it around, and I was giving me cash, you know, those guys just like doing stuff with cash, <laughs> and then two of them, I was like, alright, waiting for payday, not judging that at all, remind me on payday, okay, I'll remind you, payday comes, hey, get those shoes, get the shoes, hey, you got those shoes yet, looky eyes, smiley emoji, but it's really a fucking hell, get the shoes, you're going, you're going, you're going. And in that time, something happens with the shoes. Where one of your groomsmen sends you a picture, another groomsman sends you a picture of his. And they look completely different colour-wise. Which we later find on find out it's just lighting. It was lighting and just a natural variance of real leather. Anyway, so I tell those two, the stragglers, I hold on the shoes. Now remember, we messed them all on Friday. To get the shoes. Saturday morning, I messaged them say, hold on the shoes. Within minutes, both reply. Okay, I won't get them until you tell me. How, how's that happened? How have you managed to not see any of my messages to say, get the shoes? But the moment I say, don't, it's like, yeah, yeah, cool. I know I know how to use WhatsApp. And then, when I say, right, don't worry, get the shoes now. Suddenly, WhatsApp doesn't work again. Not fucking having it. Not having it. I'm telling you, the last one to get their shoes is going to be fucking taking their sock off, putting that over their pint and downing their pint through their sock. Bloody annoying. I'm going to send them a text now. Because this is the thing. I'm looking on the WhatsApp and the last scene is two minutes ago. Be fair, one of them, the, their last scene is, is quarter to five in the morning. So they're not getting up till like one. So, um, yeah, 
I don't know, maybe I'll send the, maybe I'll send the old school SMS. Can't ignore a text. I say that I've got six unread text messages. Um, that's because I don't get text messages from humans. They, look, here's my six unread text. Next, your parcel has arrived. Amazon, this is your uh, one-time passcode. Don't share with anyone. Next, uh, your parcel's still waiting for you. Um, oh shit, this was actually a human being. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I need to right. I need to reply to that waste man. Okay, let's mark as I'd read the, the hypocrisy, eh? I mean, they're slagging off people about not replying to messages, and then I haven't replied to that one. That is hilarious. Can I mark as unread? No, I can't. I don't have to do it. And then the other one is my reservation for for lunch today. So, very rarely real. So, out of those, one out of six was a real person. Um, then, number one is someone giving me their number. So, okay. Uh, other one is Naomi when we was at carnival and didn't have Wi-Fi. So, yep. Yeah. Very, very, very rare that um, I actually message a human being on sms or get a message from them but um come on what's been happening this week what's actually been going on boris uh what has he actually done with parliament he's like trying to suspend it i don't know what the real word is all i know though it's it seems to have upset a few people that and Chappelle's special and the power theme tune. That those are the things that seem to upset people the most this week, from what I've observed. And out of all of those, definitely the power theme tune's the worst. That's the only one I can agree with. The Boris thing, look, if that's a mechanism that we used in, in this country, then again, we've got to look at the mechanisms. Don't look at the person, don't look at the mechanic. Don't look at the operator, look at the mechanisms. That's what I'm saying. If it's there to be used and he's used it, then boy. You know, like, what can you do? You know, it's when people get upset when someone like uh, avoids tax. Oh, they haven't paid tax. They made £11 billion. They paid no tax. I was like, well, if it's tax avoidance, then it's, then it's legal. And if you're really upset, then have a go at the government for making that legal. No, Amazon should do this and that. It's like, well, no. I say, you can't buy into this capitalist world and then get upset when people use it. Can't go around demanding for the cheapest things. For little brown kids to lose their hands and feet making our sexy iPhones and Androids. And then go, oh, wait, it's unfair. They're not paying tax. It's all the same system, my friend. Well, it's to be fair, then you're probably making your own iPhone. Imagine that, if you had to make your own phone. Jesus Christ. Um, so, yeah, so that's one of the things. Um, Boris thing, trying to... I read an article that broke it down for me. So let me try to actually summarise what... I'm not reading this, I'm doing this from the top of my memory. So the suspension of Parliament is basically... It's running out the clock. 
for discussions on Brexit. Some people have viewed it as him making a power move to say, look, we'll fall out, we'll crash out this shit. No problem. We don't give a shit. We'll just crash out the thing. We don't need any deal. We're leaving. All right. Now, the EU are kind of like, cool. From my last memory, the EU haven't ever changed their stance. It's like, these are the terms that you're leaving under. There's, there's been no middle ground, you know. There's never been any negotiation about the deal with the EU. The EU had the same deal. And the deal is, there's never been a deal. But yet, we're still going, we want no deal. We're leaving. We're leaving. No deal. And, Bre- and EU like, okay. But these are the terms you're leaving. So I don't know what you're shouting about. I mean, it's, it's, it's weird. Going to a restaurant, it's just like, I want fish. And I'm leaving with fish. I want fish. The restaurant's like, we, we, we don't serve fish. Listen, I'm going to get fish somehow. Okay, you're not. And the restaurant shuts on the 31st October. So, um, please, here's the menu. Pick something from the menu. We only serve one dish. That's all we've offered you. And it's not fish. Well, we want fish. Well, you, you can't have it because it's not on the menu. And you haven't really seemed like you're quite serious about ordering anything since you've been in this restaurant. So, like I said, it's shut on the 31st of October. Actually, not even that. They gave an extension. It's been shut in June. But do you know what? We'll give you the 31st of October to decide if you want to eat this meal or not. I want fish. Please do not waste this time. This extension we've given you, do not waste this time. Okay, this is the meal. You can either take this meal or leave with no meal. No, I'm going to sit in here and I'm going to get fish. All right, we'll see what happens in it. I think that the UK just needs to understand it's not the UK of, you know, 1732. <laughs> You're not the most powerful empire on the planet. You're a small island on the edge of the EU. Well, you're part of the EU, but right now you're going to, in the future, crash out. There's be a little island on the edge of it. There's not, no fable trade deals with the nearest neighbours. Then you're even in a weak position to negotiate with the US. UK will drop out the G the G five uh, the G eight G seven. Trust me, it's gonna be really bad for the UK. I think economically. But yeah, it's that you got Chappelle special upsetting people. People go, I don't agree with what he said. Articles calling him bigoted and all that. Now, admittedly, I'm biased because I'm a Chappelle fan. One, two, I'm a comedian. So I have a different kind of mental setup when it comes to jokes and stuff. But when I'm seeing some comedians going, no, I'm not sure if I like, I'm not sure, no, wait, I'm not sure if I agree with what he said. Here's the thing, people. You don't have to agree with anything anyone says, okay? He's a fucking comedian. He's a, he tells jokes. All that matters is do you find him funny or not? And if you don't find him funny, that's your prerogative. Don't like him. When people are assessing comedy on 
do I agree or don't I agree? I'm not, I even see some comedians, I didn't agree with everything he said, but I found it funny. Only the last bit of that even matters. I agree, I disagree. He's not a fucking politician. He's not trying to get votes. I don't agree with Dave Chappelle. Therefore, I'm not voting for him. What is he running for? My approval. <laughs> it's not. He even said it in his special. You clicked on my face to play this. So, don't get upset at me. It's true. It's weird. It's weird, man. I'm not sure if people try to cancel him, but I don't, I don't believe in any of that hyperbole about cancelling anyone. I don't think anyone can actually get cancelled. So, a lot of comedians at my level, just above mine, are really trying to bring themselves into the fight. They're trying to cancel me. Like, who's they? Fucking little Facebook group with like 2,000 members kicked you out. Oh, no. So, um,. But I, but I but I enjoyed the Chappelle special anyway. Um, I saw it. I saw him when he's in Hackney. So yes, I've shaped, I've uh, shared the stage with Dave Chappelle, although we performed a good seven months apart. But shared the stage. Um, yeah, it was a good special though. I thought it was good. Talking about sharing stages, I did comedy this week. Obviously, on um, when did I gig this week? Monday did I gig? No, Monday's bank holiday, that's carnival. They go Tuesday. I did two gigs, South Kensington Comedy Club, and I was at the Magaro bar. That was fun. Good crowds. Um a really good time. They had a, an amazing time. At Laugh in the Box, shout out to Ori Styler. Um I opened first because Jimmy James Jones is a tardy guy. <laughs> Actually, yeah, let me shame him. I'm going to late shame him. At Magaro Bar, right? I was going to be f- f- opening the second half. The Babatunda had to leave, so I went second in the second half. The Jimmy James Jones run is so late, I had to do an extra 10 minutes of material. Only for a break to be added for Jimmy to turn up. So then when I turn up to Ori's gig, and Ori goes, hey, uh, Jimmy's been open, but he's not here yet. I'm like, okay, he's not going to be here. How about I just open? He's like, you sure you called up? Like, yeah, I just know he's not going to be here. So be fair, Jimmy did rock up just before I came, before I went on. And, uh, And I murdered Ooh, I crushed. Crushed it. Murdered. With new material, which I was very happy with. So, yes, that's all it is, just building new material. So, did that. And then, um, then chilled for the rest of the week, comedy-wise. And then yesterday, Saturday, hosted MC Heats 1 and 2 of the Leicester Square New Comedian of the Year 2019. Uh, I got to the final, 2018. Didn't win, though. So, um, not bitter about it. I'm not going to lie, though. I saw the lineup in the final. 15 of us. Four black guys. I was like, if I'm the funniest black guy, I win. I'm looking at all these white people in the lineup. And uh, that's like There's two Asians. Two Asian ladies. 
and yeah, and the rest are white men and white women. So I thought, oh, if I'm the funniest ethnic, I'll win this. But then those Asian girls are funny though. Ah, oh, shit. They've got woman and ethnic. Shit. I've got more boxes ticked. They might win. But people sexistly don't find women funny. Women they do find funny, they find funny for a woman. That's not my views. Um, I think it's funny. Funny is funny. That's the bad thing. You know how hard it is to... Um, it's a curse of being a comedian, right? Say you meet another comedian, but you've never seen them perform. And you can hang, hang out and have a really good time. Like, they're a really cool guy. And you're having a great time. You're chilling. Um, and then you end up performing for each other like a month down the line. And they're not that funny. It's really hard to stay friends with them. <laughs> it's fucked. Same with women as well. Can have a good time. This is how real funny means. Right? Have a good time with a woman. And he's like, she's kind of hot. But I've never seen her perform comedy though. But she's, yeah, she's, she's cute. She's nice. Do you see her perform? She's shit. You're like, mm, nah, she's, mm, no. Thought she was, but she's, no, she's like four. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. So, when you start doing comedy, that's the only barometer you use to measure comedians. Are you funny? Everything else is dependent on, it's contingent on that. Yeah, but I hosted um, the first two heats of that last night. That was really fun. Pressure off me, not in the competition. And then tonight I performed at Sunday Chic in Hoban. You know it's pronounced Hoban, not Holborn. Yeah, Hoban. That's how it's meant to be pronounced. I don't know where I found that out, but um, it's true. Hoban. Right, what else has gone on this week? Oh, so I didn't finish on the things that annoyed people this week. Power theme tune. Why? For why, Fiddy? Why did you change it? We were, we were all having a great time without it being changed. And you went and did that. Weren't very nice. Weren't the right thing to do. Um... But we've all have also taken it all too seriously, haven't we? <laughs> it's weird. It's, I think like when you're a fan or something, I think this is what happens. When you're a fan, you think that your time and effort should be rewarded with people listening to your opinion. And that's not actually true. Same with anything that you're a fan of. Whether it's sport, music, comedy, any kind of arts. Because you're a fan doesn't mean your opinion's valid. I supported you. You'd be nothing without me. So that's true. You have supported me. Not sure I'd be nothing without you. Uh, but yeah, your opinion's just as valid slash invalid as others. So I think what we need to do is just calm down about, you know, the power theme tune. And... Um, Let's think about some real issues in life. Uh, not that I can think of any other real issues in life. And granted, the power theme tune was the biggest thing that happened to me this week. But the fact remains. <laughs> uh, right, what else is going on? 
what else has gone on this save? There's anything that jumps out at me. I don't think I took any notes of what was going on in the week. I'll have a look though. Because what sometimes happens is I end the podcast and it's literally as soon as I press stop recording, I go, oh yeah. I should have spoke about that, but no. Nothing's there. Let's just check Twitter. Let's check the timelines. Let's see what's going on. If there's anything going on here. Nope. Hot Girls Summer winding down. Rangers Celtic happening. Uh, but no. Stuff really. Fuck, we're in September. The clocks, we're in bloody September. That means I'm getting married next month. Hum, hum, hum. Um. See. Oh shit, Daddy Ali's back in the team. Woo! Do the what? My views have changed. This might be different now. Because this guy, Daddy Ali, is such a prick. Only because he plays for my team, I accept what a prick he is, but he's such a shit house, man. Oh, Ali and Ericsson are going to be... Oh, my God. I think we're only going to lose 2-1 now. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing's really trending. It's 1st of September. Pinch punch, 1st of the month. Um, that's it. Nothing on the timeline. Nothing's jumping out at me. So, let's get to... Dear Deirdre, oh, okay, we're at 30 minutes, yeah, fucking, that's, what am I trying to milk this shit for? Right. Dear Deirdre. No fool like an old fool. Um, I have made a fool of myself over a young, younger woman. Ah, mate. Oh, mate. Let's see. Dear Deirdre, I've made a fool of myself over a young woman. My mum was admitted to hospital last month and I will be there for a while. I noticed a very attractive nurse. I was wary of asking her out because I'm 42 and she looks half my age. So 21. Say it. I gave her a long letter telling her how much I admire her. You fucking old man. Does she even know what to do with a letter? 21 year old. So what's this? What's this? That's, that's called handwriting. What? What's that? Is that, is that the olden day stuff? Yeah, yeah. We, I know pens are very 90s, but um, yeah, that's that's what that is. Ugh. Anyway, um, a long letter as well. She ain't got the attention span for that. You should have put it in a meme. Put it in a meme. Old man. Like an old kind of wrinkly banana smashing up her young ripe avocado. She would have understood. She would have got the message then. Anyway, um, I said I realised I was too old for her. Wait, so if you realise you're too old for her, why are you pursuing it? You fucking idiot. No, I'm sorry, but you can't... It's different if you're an older guy and you date young women and you're like, so what? I don't care. That's who I like. It's like, fair enough. And vice versa. 
you know, the women like younger men. That's what I like. But if you're like, oh, no, I'm too old, but I'm still pursuing it, then you're a weirdo. I've only got to the first paragraph of this. Anyway, I said I realised I was too old for her, but hoped we could be friends. <sighs> you weirdo. She thanked me afterwards and said it was lovely. I suspect that she then showed some of her colleagues because the atmosphere has deteriorated. I overheard her telling another nurse I'm a creep. But you are though, so cry about it. Uh, I'm a creep. Um, it has got to the point where I'm relieved now if she's off duty when I visit my mum. It's because you wrote a fucking letter. That is creepy. What kind of Dickensian behaviour is that? I would like your hand in a freak bout of courtship. Should you acquiesce, then I shall be enamoured and sincerely grateful for your time and affection. Yours, Old Man Esquire. <laughs> um, I believe she's off duty when I visit my mum. I've always treated women with respect, but I never seem to have any luck because you're creepy and you write letters with your mum ill in hospital. Like, seriously, how you think of your dick with your mum ill in hospital? That's what made you creepy as well. You know what I mean? Tell you what, if you was 42 and visiting your mum in hospital with your fucking wife and kids and then you wrote a letter, then she'd be like, oh, he's got it all together and he's so dangerous, edgy. Anyway, um, dear Deirdre, I enjoy submissive sex with my married lover, but fear he is seeing men too. Hey, eh? Sex with my lover is wildly adventurous and satisfying as I enjoy being submissive. But I think he may be cheating on me with guys. Huh? Hey, hey, hey. I have been in a dead-end marriage for 12 years. My husband is a good person, but he does not give me what I truly need and does not make me happy. You know what I mean? Simon, just, just choke me. Just choke me a bit. He's like, but I, what if I hurt your neck? Just, just, just please, could you choke me? Could you like, just call me a, a bitch and just slap me a bit? No. I don't want to hurt you. I love you. Yeah, but it's what I need, Simon. I like being submissive in bed. Could you just tie me up? No. No, I respect you as a woman, as an individual. I shan't, no. Now this guy, he's bagging dudes and bagging anything. It's just like, get on the bed. What? Put on the blindfold. Huh? Get in the van! Right, sorry. sorry. <laughs> um, my husband's a good person, but does not give me what I truly need and does not make me happy. We have come to realise that we are not well matched and we lead pretty separate lives but still live in the same house. I'm 34 and he's 35. Are oh, you still youngish? We have a daughter of 11 and a son of 9. They are unaware of our troubles because we don't argue and we do a lot as a family. Seems like you're friends still. I realised that part of finding myself was to understand what I need in a relationship. I started to explore the idea that I might be submissive. In all aspects of relationship, including sexually. I met a man online who swept me off my feet. He's 39 and in a hollow marriage rather like me. Rather like mine. I felt I'd met my soulmate. Um, see, I could never be a, a dominant. 
embarrassed. Not submissive. I can't be dominant. I'm not very good at tying knots. <laughs> All right. Never before had I enjoyed so much uh, variety in the bedroom. I had so much fun socially. He may have taken me a bit out of my comfort zone, but he's just perfect for me. We managed to meet in a hotel most weeks. But today, while he was in the shower, I saw that his email was still logged on to my laptop. So you got to learn to just close that shit without reading that shit. That's what you need to learn to do. Um, I did not plan to snoop, but I snooped nonetheless. <laughs> Didn't plan to snoop. I mean, like when I started my day, I was thinking that he's just going to tie me up and whip me in the face. But then I saw his laptop open. And I was like, I cannot help myself. Just close the laptop. Shut it. That's what you have to do. Uh, the email still logged in to my laptop. I did not plan to snoop, but I saw he had signed up to a gay sex site looking to meet other men. I asked him if, asked him before whether he's bisexual, and he said no. But I am broken. Oh God, that sounds like a man who does a madness on a Saturday night and a Friday night, and Saturday and Sunday morning, and Wednesdays. Add Thursday afternoon. Add Tuesday night. Add Monday when you should be in a meeting. Add Thursday. <laughs> um, he said, I am broken. I thought he was perfect, but he is not the man I thought I knew. I haven't said anything to him yet. If I speak to him about it, I know he will say that it does not affect his feelings for me. I do not need to know about it. Uh, this man has given me the most amazing, exciting months of my life, but can I accept that? He's very open-minded sexually and thinks it is normal to involve other people in your sex life. He So he probably doesn't think that would be cheating. I'm still married anyway, so how can I complain about cheating? Well, that's true. Your, your side piece had... Um, it's one thing being a side piece, knowing that there's a main dish, but when you realise that you're not a side piece, you're just another tray in the buffet. And my man is just having a little sample of everything. And it's not even like a Chinese buffet. It's one of those like Jimmy Spices, 80 dishes around the world where it is just a mad mix. You thought he had a type. Nah. While he's whipping you, he's ball-gagged and like leather fig, leather gimp suit. Calling another dude dad. Jeez. This guy's got, uh, he's got tandoori chicken. Fish and chips. Slice of pizza. Chow mein. With some Malaysian-style wigs. It's a, it's a madness on the plate. And that's what you're getting involved with, love. Um, oh, here we go. I love this. Here we go. Last one. Rattle of the bulge. I hadn't realised I'm so well endowed and my girlfriend can't cope. Boo-hoo, my dick's too big. Wow, wow, wow. I destroy women sexually and physically. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no sympathy for you. 
you, it's gonna be so hard to get sympathy. I'll have sympathy for you, mate. But um, yeah, that's all people got to hear. Wow, wow, wow! My penis is too huge. Wow, wow, wow! Let's go, dear Deirdre. I am big down below, and my girlfriend can't cope. She's nineteen. I'm twenty-one. She's my first proper girlfriend, and I like her loads. I have done sexual stuff with girls before, but had not had full sex, and I didn't realise I was so well endowed. I thought I was run of the mill. Fucking whole windmill. Powering the whole city by swinging your dick around. Anyway, my girlfriend had never had sex before, and she stopped me the first time we tried because she said it was too painful. Like, had you done enough foreplay? Have you warmed her up? Because I swear vaginas are like elastic, right? They can, they can stretch. So she needs to be significantly turned on. She's, got, she's going to have to work harder with your big dick. You can't just flop your dick out and just smash it in. Do some work, geezer. And we have tried since, but she struggles when we want to have sex. This is really affecting our sex life. And I don't want our relationship to end. What can I do to make this better for her? Listen, mate. Work longer on foreplay. And then she'll be more turned on. And that'll work for you. But I'm telling you now, mate. If it doesn't work for her. and work for you. I will guarantee you. You will get a text message. A DM. Or, a, you know, a fortune, a pro, what's the words, you know, a fortunate uh, crossing of paths with one of her friends. Because women talk too much. And when she's in the group chat, telling her friends, oh, I can't sleep with, with my man because his dick is just too huge. The other girls are like, really? Like, how big? She's like, massive. Like, girth and length. Really? That's so weird. Oh. Uh, so, you got to persevere? No, we're going to end it. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's going out tonight. He's, yeah, he's going out with his mates. He's, he's going to be in Shoreditch. Shoreditch? Oh, okay. Meanwhile, that girl's now just getting ready to go out in Shoreditch. She's on her own. She's heading out. Cock appointment. Walking center, walking. There's no appointment, just walking. And she's going to get that man's penis. That is what she'll do. Anyway, I think that's the end of the pod. 42 minutes of me chatting about penises. Well, nah, I didn't chat for about penises for the whole 42 minutes. But, um, right, what is there anything for me to promote? By the time this pod comes out, no. I'll be on my stag next week. So, when will I record this? Maybe Sunday night? I don't record it Sunday after the stag. I'll be in absolute state. I haven't drank in like six weeks. This isn't that long. So, actually, I won't be that much of a state. I'll be fine. Yeah, what's no to worry about? Anyway, that's the end of Griff's Brain Dump. It's me, Griff. Uh, yeah, see you later. Bye.